Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. I am here in Lake Geneva, day before Gary Khan officially kicks off. Um, but I've got a follow-up to uh, episode 291, where I asked, are we responsible for our... The, the the falling, uh, not the not the failures per se, but the actual falling from grace of our heroes. Are we partially responsible? Not that we're taking all responsibility, but do we have an impact on that? And I actually got uh, two insightful responses. Uh, one was sent to me as an email. I know the source. They wish to remain anonymous. I respect that, but I'm going to read it. But they asked me to. And the other one was from uh, our very own Jason Hobbs. With a voicemail from Jason, so I will get to that. But first, the the anonymous submission. On episode 291 of the Tavern Chat podcast, you asked, are we, the gaming community, responsible for those who are regarded as having fallen from grace? And I think that's a complex question, but by and large, say no. Let's put it out there. This episode is, without naming names, discussing recent events surrounding Frank M., and Zach S. Both are genius game designers. Frank could be said to be the founding father, or a founding father, excuse me, in the hobby. At least that's how I regard him. And Zach S., for as divisive a figure as he is, is a skilled and innovative creative mind, and he brought that to the products to which he contributed. Both men had a deep, resonating impact on the hobby that I believe has left a permanent mark. Did we put them on a pedestal because of their creations? I think to an extent, yes. But having interacted with both men, they asked for it, embraced it, and enjoy being regarded as gods. Zach S. is arrogant and dismissive to any who disagree with him, often resorting to changing his own social media comments to rewrite the narrative in order to make himself look superior. Frank has, behind closed doors, threatened members of our community, and based on some accounts, when Frank was greeted by fans and told his game and a life-changing effect on them, his response was, Yeah, I get that a lot. We may have made these men gods, but they asked for it. When you take up the mantle of divinity, you better be ready to bear the cross of your sins. No one is perfect, no one is without things in their past that they regret. When somebody is in the spotlight, they need to act that way and recognize that the praise and fame they receive does not make them more human than human. In regards to Gary, I feel we as a community uh, do deify him and that yes, we had a boatload of he had a boatload of flaws, as you mentioned, meaning me, I guess. But at least in his later years, by most accounts, Gary was quiet and content to talk on forums, discuss the hobby, and simply be another gamer. As horrible as the experience of losing TSR may have been for Gary, I think it humbled him. And though the events of that loss aren't something I'd wish on anyone, they had they had a positive impact on Gary's ability to look at himself as a person objectively. I guess my point here is that while we are responsible as a community for the deification of some, they choose to accept the mantle. At any time, this kind of praise can be reduced in its ability to vaunt them as creators with a simple... Well, I'm just glad you enjoy my work, or I'm just another gamer. But Metzner and Smith chose not to do that. They believed the myth, and they paid the price.
Uh, it's extremely well written, extremely well said. Obviously, better than I could have done. And yeah, but I, again, without without us, without the fans, without this gaming community lifting them up and putting those pedestals, there would have been no no chance for them to fall because they would have no place to fall from. I think we do have some responsibility. Not major responsibility, obviously, not in my mind, but some. But, all right, so now let me step away and uh, bring in Jason Hobbs. Hey, Eric, it's Hobbs. Hey, man, there is never a place where someone else could put me that I would be incapable of admitting that I'm human and wrong. And I don't think it's true for anybody else. They still need to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and be honest and admit that they have flaws and that they made mistakes. Until they do, they'll never, ever be able to get past the situation that they're in. And that works for everybody. Uh, (laughs) I am the king of the flaws and putting them out there for people. And trust me, it's it's not easy, but no one could ever stop me from doing it. Anyway, good show today, buddy. Later. Yeah, Jason, you are very good at owning your own shit. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, I, I've, I've seen some of these trials and tribulations that all of us have gone, gone through. And uh, owning stuff helps. You know, flat-out lying does not help. So, is what it is, I guess, in that case. Now... Kind of on the same topic, we have a voicemail from Joe the Lawyer. That's nearly not quite the same topic. It's a different topic, but it has to do with what we spoke about yesterday. And can you um, trademark a certain word? Let's get a lawyer's uh, opinion on this. Hey, Eric, Joe DeLore here. I know you have a uh, podcast coming up which deals with uh, an intriguing legal question. Now, it's been a million years since I was in law school, but from what I can recollect back in the day, I think that the purpose of trademark is so that there is no confusion in the marketplace. You don't want people having the same name uh, as you, same brand names, things like that, so that you uh, don't get, you know, confused as to who's putting out what you're buying. Now, the, the, the problem here that you have with the word in question is that there's so many fucking people who are like that out there who the word applies to that I don't think you can trademark it because it's already confusing. I mean, a million people have it, if not more. Um, certainly many in this industry. Uh, anyway, I will uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. That's all I got. Well, Joe, I'm glad we got some legal opinion on that. Yeah, I guess it would be a hard word. It's in common usage, right? So maybe you can explain the whole uh, Captain Marvel deal and how uh, Captain Marvel started with Fawcett and then DC had it, but somehow they, and by the time DC had it, Marvel already had a Captain Marvel. And so they had a Captain Marvel comic when Captain Marvel was with DC. They had it called Shazam. 
because he could still be Captain Marvel, but they couldn't have it as a title because it was trademarked. Is that right? Come on, Joe. This is nerd stuff. I need to know. There's a movie out there right now, Captain Marvel. You know, may or may not be instrumental in watching it before we catch the uh, Avengers Endgame. So let us know. Let us know. On that note, folks, um, yeah, I'm at Gary Con, uh, running games, uh, I believe, three of the four mornings starting tomorrow. And I look forward to seeing members of the community there at the con. If I'm not running games, I'm probably going to be at the Frog God table. Now, if I'm not at the game running games, I'm not at the Frog God table. Uh, I don't know, if five gives you ten, then you might find me at the uh, the bar here at the Grand Geneva. Because a uh, possibility. I, I don't know. All right, folks. As always, stay safe. Stay warm. It is fucking cold here. Holy shit. Uh, be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks. <laughs>